0: Politics without the soap opera with unfiltered constitutional conservative truth. The conservative review with Daniel Horowitz. And welcome back, fellow American Patriots and Minutemen, standing at the ready to fight anew, to breathe free once again to the only CR podcast around your only truly independent conservative podcast here at Blaze Media. Daniel Horowitz back here in the house your host for today, for the year, for the decade. Um, We are coming up on our thousandth episode soon, and it's been truly uh, amazing. You guys sticking with me, so many new people, obviously since COVID fascism. And really, COVID fascism has changed our lives. We can't walk away from this issue, what it represents, the tentacles that it has created. It's got to be ripped up root and branch. But where have we heard that? before. Oh, yeah, that's right. The GOP Senate leader, Mitch McConnell, promised that he would repeal Obamacare root and branch. Oh, whoops. We actually have COVID fascism, large part because of the control of the medical establishment cemented by Obamacare. 2010, that Tea Party year, it got us nothing. We are a million times worse than we were in 2009. And it got me thinking. Today, November 8th, it's Monday, by the way. It's the 27th anniversary of the Republican Revolution in 1994. This is what inspired me when I was a kid to want to go into politics one day and make a difference. They took back the House after four decades, um, along with the Senate. Um, and and you know, I was looking back last night in some of the history. It's interesting. It's truly hard to un to overstate the magnitude of that because. At the time, the GOP barely had any control. Like, it was a one-party system. Once in a while, they won some governorships. They won presidencies like Nixon and Reagan and Eisenhower. But in terms of the legislative process, they barely controlled any legislature. Remember, all the the entire South was controlled by Democrats. Most of the Great Plains were controlled by Democrats. Democrats had a tremendous dominance. And you look over my lifetime, in those ensuing 27 years, Republicans have controlled, I mean, they really have turned over these state legislatures, they have more governorships. Republicans have had Congress and the legislatures and governors more than Democrats for the last 27 years. There's been ups and downs, but generally speaking, and and, and especially now that they're at actually a low-water mark and still more than the Democrats— And boy, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if Republicans next year end off the year with 33 governors and 31, 32 trifectas. But what has it gotten us? We're worse than it's ever been. Where do we go? Where is that one state we can go to? Well, you know what, folks? There are a lot of people looking to retire in another country, country of Panama, they have zero income tax. Your health care could be as little as $2,600 a year. Um, you could live on $24,000 a year. You could live like a king for $120,000 a year. It's become the number one wealth protection haven in the world. And this past year has caused all of us to rethink our plans. So it's interesting. If you want to check out the American's Guide to Living and Retiring in Panama from my friends over at International Living, it might intrigue some of you. <laughs> Uh, and we might need an escape hatch. It's 100% free, by the way, for my audience. Just head to buypanamanow.com conservative to get your copy. That's buypanamanow.com conservative. Sign up to claim your free series on investing in Panama's Pacific Riviera today. Again, that's buypanamanow.com conservative. So, you know, I was looking at all the things going on, and there's a lot. Aside from the COVID fascism, you have obviously another $1.2 trillion uh, transportation infrastructure that's basically going to do to uh, in, uh, transportation what they did to health care with Obamacare. This, by the way, is what makes red states so dependent. They throw money at them at a federal level. And then you look at all these stories in the military. Thursday's Veterans Day. And you look at the quality of our soldiers from World War II, Vietnam, To the Gulf War era. And then you look at what's happened over the last generation. I'm just looking everywhere. There's these stories about these mothers, nursing mothers, and how to get their milk stored while they're fighting, fighting for us. Yeah. And uh, now they renamed the ship after this transgender pedophile. And they had this tranny come and officiate at the ceremony. Our military was once the pride of the nation. It's now done. If you ever thought of one thing that we wouldn't want to break away and have a national divorce, like, well, we can't let go of the military. But there's nothing to let go of. We've lost it. You tell me how you're going to get that back. You tell me an alternative to starting anew. And having a few states and get our own thing together, which, by the way, the fact that they're kicking our people out of the military is a good excuse for the states to say, hey, we'll start our own militia. Take all those airmen and sailors and Marines and say, look, we'll put them in a, in a state guard and we'll we'll start it on American values. And actually, we'll be built upon combat readiness. Well, what are the feds going to do about that? Heck, they're not even protecting their existing guard, much less offering those that are in the federal branches of the military service a landing place in a new state guard. Why is nobody thinking like this? I've said this again and again, but God is sending us a message. These institutions have been rotten out for the last pick your time frame, 20, 30, 40 years anyway. And we were never going to salvage them. So now we're officially being kicked out of the military, of the medical field, of, of the legal field, whatever it is. We need to start our own universe. It's a very sad article that, that demonstrates this this girl, Hannah, who was in the military academy at West Point, And she talks about having to leave because anyone who didn't get the clot shots, they were ostracized, they had their information leaked, they had to go to a re-education brief before leaving for summer vacation on on the need to get the clot shots. Um, They were segregated, they were mocked, they were called dirty. Um, They were subject to testing twice a week, even if they didn't have any symptoms, even though obviously the shots uh, spread it more, and we're certainly seeing that. And they were just treated like garbage. The coercion grew worse, she writes, when the official vaccine, this is Hannah McDonald, that when the official vaccine mandate paperwork came down on September 27th, we were escorted to an auditorium. We weren't allowed to leave without signing a document and acknowledging that we were disobeying direct orders. We had a choice to either be vaccinated separate or apply for a religious exemption. We were denied any legal counsel. There was no judge advocate, generals, or legal advisors available. Um, And that was it. This is what has become of our military. And, uh, And she left. There's nothing more to stay for. This is what I mean. We both have the opportunity the impetus and the rationale to create this national divorce because they're the ones doing it. You're not going to save what we have. You're not going to save this. They found the issue that they will not let go of. You know, it says in Isaiah, just want to give this over to you before we get to some of the news of the day. Um, What is this? Isaiah 57. God talks about how he heals Gives consolation, gives peace. And he contrasts that to the evil. The evil always want to stir up trouble. The wicked are like the turbulent sea, for it cannot rest, and its waters cast up mud and dirt. There is no peace, says my God, for the wicked. They never have peace because the thing about the wicked is this, and especially in this generation, when. There is such a vacuum of true godliness in people's souls, their lives, their practice. even people who claim to be, you know, Christian conservatives, or whatever, are really very secular these days. So what happened was people were starving for some sort of spirituality. They were starving for some sort of cleansing of their soul, some sort of counterfeit, false atonement and reprieve from their sins. So that it could be extirpated from their consciousness. And, and, and this was their issue. I am doing something that is going to protect me and protect others. They will not let that go. That's the difference. See, godly ways are peaceful. You know, you try, you heal people, and you move on. They're always agitating. They're always trying to fill that vacuous hole in their soul. They will never let this issue go. And we're going to talk about some of the examples of that today, of why it's going on. But this is why it's almost like we're too late. We've allowed this cancer to spread for 19 months. Just now, a handful of states are starting half-heartedly. And look, we'll have to fight as much as we can. Florida's going to have a special session next Monday. This is where we need our ConAction teams, ConAction.network, where you could sign up. But this needed to be done ages ago. They've already gotten most people to either get the shot or lose their jobs. They've already gotten people scared and submissive into government with false, false choices. We're never going to recover from that. Partly because we don't have a vision. You know you know why we don't have a vision? Some of you might have seen this. Newsmax is joining Fox In having a cloth shop mandate. I told you this before. Newsmax would never have me on. They started behaving a lot like Fox. And this is what happens every time. These are the people molding the minds. Of the supposed opposition. It's a false opposition. Here we offer. 2020 vision. And actually I'm offering you real 2020 vision. My wife and I wear. Go lenses from Rodenstock. Rodenstock is the gold standard in eyewear with over 500 patents ronald reagan himself wore Rodenstock glasses their expert opticians specialize in difficult prescriptions particularly astigmatisms those who have uh, experiencing problems with progressives um not just progressive uh, politicians but eyewear as well um their technology is now caught up to your prescription they offer more energy, no next and the an ability to help you see 40% better with their go Specs lenses. If you go to betterspectacles.com conservative, you could schedule a teleoptical appointment. So you could really do this all online without having to go and wear a mask, which you have to do everywhere. By the way, pretty much in every state, um, GoSpecs, uh, betterspectacles.com offers you um, this telehealth. And also, 61% off go Specs lenses plus free handcrafted Ronestock frames. Just visit betterspectacles.com slash conservative so i just wanted to start off giving you a brief update where we are on the legislatures um tennessee is really the only state that passed a full comprehensive bill so far i know it has some holes in it but it's much better than any other state we're on day nine as of today day nine and governor bill lee still has not signed that bill Now, what I think he's likely going to do is let the clock run out. After 10 days, it automatically becomes law. Um, He doesn't have the power to veto it because they could override it, but he doesn't want to sign it. This is what we have from the state of Tennessee, which, by the way, is the only state that Trump did better this time around than he did four years ago. So in some measures, it's the most red, trending state, Tennessee, Tennessee. And we can't get a Republican governor who has super majorities with the president pro temp and the speaker agreeing to fight Biden's mandate, at least mainly. They did have some exceptions. And he won't sign it. It's all a fraud. Because he's hooked up with the business interests. This is what we have in every state. We have loser Republicans that are up for reelection in states like Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, Tennessee. I'm not happy with the Iowa governor. South Dakota governor, but they're even considered better. Idaho, Wyoming, Utah. Unless Utah maybe is not in cycle, I'm forgetting. We have terrible governors up. Oklahoma. Texas. Again, you listen to Governor Ron DeSantis' press conference from today. He's the only one willing to do this. And finally, between him and Lapido, the Surgeon General, who's awesome starting to get to the meat and potatoes of the shots, did have a flight attendant out there that openly said I was injured by the shot, almost killed me, and got no workplace uh, liability out of it. But where is that? In any other state? Show me any other state where you have governors driving a narrative, holding these press conferences. even, Even just in deed, much less word. You don't find it. This is my point. We've been wasting our time since 1994. We've elected all these Republicans and it's done nothing for us. They go along with it. When it's too late, they'll haphazardly fight against 1% of it when they have already gotten everything they wanted and they're on to the next issue. We gotta wake up. So one of the things we're really gonna focus heavily on as we head into next year... The primaries really start now. I am telling you folks, the gubernatorial and the state legislative primaries are so important. We have to mobilize in all these states. Do you want to sign up, get together if you want to be a team leader in these states? We're looking for a Virginia team leader, you know, because now they will have the governorship in the House. I guess it'll take another two years to flip the Senate, but... You know, so there's what to fight there, but we need the right guys in and the right policies. We have the legislative sessions, some of them special sessions. If not, by January, in another two months, we're two months away from the regular sessions. There's so much that can be done, but there's so little focus because we have brain cells being destroyed by Fox and Newsmax. And this is how you have all these Republicans getting away with this. You know, it's not just the the, the Republicans that voted for the so-called infrastructure bill. You have, what is this, the whole um, global warming summit. This guy, Curtis, Congressman, um, where is he from? Where is this guy from? Curtis, John Curtis, from Utah, is now promoting... They're like, they want to persuade. this is from the Wall Street Journal. Mr. Curtis is among a handful of Republicans here working to persuade skeptics that climate change isn't just a one-party issue. Others include Representative Dan Crenshaw from Texas and Representative Garrett Graves from Louisiana. He's the Republican leader of the House Select C- Climate Committee. This is what we have. They're in Glasgow. That's that, by the way, that's that Um, global warming event that... Uh, California Governor Gavin Newsom couldn't attend. What is he on, day 11, 12 or something, where he's been missing since he got the clot shot? That's going to be an interesting story to watch there. And look, I wish him well, but uh, just know that they're going to pull it. If he was indeed damaged by the shot, they're going to do everything they can to cover that up. So let's get to the news of where we are. So again, Tennessee, the governor hasn't signed it yet. It's going to become law. Montana already has somewhat of a pre existing ban on mandates. Iowa, West Virginia, and Alabama have at least passed broad religious exemptions. Okay, that's something. Um, Texas and Wyoming had sessions and failed to pass anything. So that's something to watch. We talked about Wyoming on Friday. Um, I'm trying to think if I'm forgetting any other state. Let me know. And Florida is going to have Monday a session where it looks like a pretty good bill from the governor, um, you know, banning all mask mandates, giving a cause of action in court. Um, And then it uh, it does ban vaccine mandates. It has a $50,000 fine for big companies, $10,000 fine for small ones. So that is something um, definitely something to look at. But we got to make sure that leadership doesn't water it down. They're all hooked up with business interests. Florida legislature is not good. It is not good, and the primaries are going to matter there. This needs to be the guiding principle. If your elected Republican, be it federal, state, state legislator, county, governor, has not stood up to COVID fascism, and certainly if they've indulged some of the talking points and premises of the fascists, they need to be voted out. I don't care if you have Mickey Mouse on the ballot. This can't be another election where we renominate 99% of incumbent Republicans up and down the ballot. Again, these Republican state primaries are truly the most important elections of our lifetime. Truly, truly. But let's get to some of the news of the day here. Professor Retzef Levi, he's an Israeli MIT professor. He said that he did a study. So he was at Senator Ron Johnson's uh, get-together last week, uh, and, and kudos to Ron Johnson for giving voice to victims of, of the clot shots. And he basically said... That First of all, he just talked about the fact that the studies follow patients for an extremely short period of time. They don't account for how many tests were conducted on the different populations. And he notes that he has a study out that he cannot get published from Israeli um, cardiac calls to people under 40 for their ambulance service. It's up 25% this year. 25% people under 40. Remember, Israel is a small country. They have one ambulance service for the entire country. So it's easy to get that data whereas in America it's kind of all over the place, every locality. So he testified there. Nothing to see. Nothing to see. Again, it's no longer enough for governors to just say I oppose mandates and then not even do what what it takes to oppose them. It is time for them to have their own investigative committee, executive branch, the state legislature, get together and audit all of the deaths in their states, the CMS data, have their own VAERS reporting equivalent, encourage them to report, and get to the bottom of this. Because it ain't good. Now, by the way, folks, just to go back to the spending plan, <laughs> another $1.2 trillion, and, and they're just getting started. Our money is like paper. The best bulwark against this has always been investing in gold, but there's a lot of plans out there, and it's hard to know which one to use. Well, I trust Birch Gold Group. Diversify your savings into physical gold and silver today. Uh, Birch Gold Group is a company I recommend because they have an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star ratings, thousands of satisfied customers. They've been around for a while. They can help you protect your hard-earned savings. Right now, thanks to a little-known section of the IRS tax code, you could legally move your IRA or 401K into precious metals. So if you're not happy with where it is, um, you have no penalties to get started on protecting your savings with gold. In a tax-sheltered account, request a free info kit from Birch Gold today by texting Daniel to 989898. Um, Again... It's very daunting if you're not into this, but they have a comprehensive 20-page kit that reveals how gold and silver can protect your savings and how you can move your IRA out of the volatile stocks and bonds and into your precious metals. Um, Inflation's rampant. The stock market's pretty much a record high. NASDAQ's pretty much a record high. Um, There's zero cost and zero obligation to request this info, so text Daniel to the number 989898. Uh, Free kit now by texting Daniel to 989898. Don't lose all your retirement to inflation. So another interesting thing here, just unbelievable. You know, a lot of your friends will be like, oh, no, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with the vaccine. Oh, it's amazing. Plain English, if you read their own papers, if you look at Pfizer's own document, Pfizer's own document, okay? Okay. This is page one thirty-five of their um briefing document. So this is what they brought to the uh FDA approval meeting two weeks ago. Their briefing document. And it's again a hundred it's it's a, it's a it's a long document. It's called Vaccines and Related Biological Products Advisory Committee meeting, October twenty sixth. 2011 okay so for those of you who want to look it up I just want to make sure you have that there now you look up the document and here it is FDA conducted a quantitative benefit-risk analysis to evaluate predicted numbers of symptomatic COVID-19 cases, hospitalizations, ICU admissions, and deaths that would be prevented per million fully vaccinated children 5 to 11 over a six-month period. Okay? The model conservatively assumed that the risk of myocarditis and pericarditis associated with the 10-microgram dose in children 5 to 11 years of age would be the same as the estimated risk associated with the 30, okay, whatever, And here's what they say, plain English. While benefits of vaccination were highly dependent on COVID-19 incidents, the overall analysis predicted that the numbers of clinically significant COVID-19-related outcomes prevented would clearly outweigh the numbers of vaccine-associated excess myocarditis cases over a range of assumptions for COVID incidents. But then they say, at the lowest evaluated COVID-19 incidents, the predicted number of vaccine-associated myocarditis cases was greater than the predicted number of COVID-19 hospitalizations prevented for males and for both sexes combined. However, in consideration of the different clinical implications of hospitalization for COVID-19 versus hospitalization for um, vaccine-associated myocarditis and benefits related to prevention of non-hospitalized cases of COVID-19 with significant morbidity, the overall benefits of the vaccine may still outweigh the risks under the low incidence scenario (laughs) so they're telling you it's myocarditis and that's one one thing doesn't take into account the other things doesn't take into account the unknown long term issues ruining their immune system like yeah but you know what there's outpatient too they get it outpatient don't come to the hospital you know it's it's worth it it's all good do it anyway they blatantly say, and obviously we we know this already um, from a University of California Sacramento study, that there's as much as a six-fold um, greater rate of hospitalization for myocarditis among uh, boys 12 to 15 um, than there is hospitalization. So we already know that. And again, folks, remember, whenever you do this type of thing, almost all of the hospitalizations are weighted to like severely obese kids. So if you put them in a different pile and you take everyone who is not the, the, the you know like I said uh, Dr. Toby Rogers his analysis that for every one kid you'll save, you'll um you'll you'll kill 117 not to mention all of the long-term killing of their immune system and and disabilities. The thing with that is that's assuming you know, you put in the very defined, severely at risk child population in the same pile. If you want to say, "Look, you want to go vaccinate those, so vaccinate those," but you take everyone else out, the spread's even even worse. The risk benefit analysis, and also, I just keep in mind that um, this is very important. That's assuming it works. It doesn't work. It doesn't work anymore. If it ever did, it doesn't work anymore, and it's negative. So, in fact, what you really need to take into account with a cost-benefit analysis is that they're going to be worse off from COVID. Let's stop repeating this lie that it somehow works. It doesn't. Let's go through the numbers. Vietnam, before the vaccine, there were 35 deaths. 35 deaths. They weren't having a problem in East Asia. It was well known. Now they have 21,381. Before the vaccine in Thailand, they had 83. Now they have 18,403 deaths. Before the vaccine in Tanzania, they had 21. Now they have 703. In Taiwan, they had just 10 deaths. Now they have 836 COVID deaths. And by the way, they have even more vaccine deaths, more than all COVID deaths. That was reported on their news. Sri Lanka, they had 297 deaths before the vaccines came out. Now they have 13,246. Seashells, they had one death. One death, now they have 118. It's a tiny country, remember. Malaysia, they had 1,081 deaths pre-vaccine. Now they have 27,057, right? Almost 25-fold. Latvia, they had 235 deaths. Now they have 2,709. Grenada had one death, now has 192. Fiji at two, now it's 661. Cuba has 950, now it has 7164. Brunei at three, now at 75. Globally, if you put it together, there has been a 52.3% increase in COVID-19 deaths per day um, at the start of the vaccine rollout until October 20th, 2021. And this all comes from a guy called Rounding the Earth on Twitter. Follow him at EduEngineer, E-D-U-Engineer. That is his um, uh, Twitter. Kudos for putting that together. And we're seeing this everywhere. You can't deny it anymore. We're seeing it everywhere. I'm sick of this. Look at the Cayman Islands. They actually have a new mask mandate for the last six weeks, too, on top of almost everyone being vaccinated on the island. 85% of the population is vaccinated in the Cayman Islands. They have the highest case rate in the world right now, the equivalent per capita of what would be 760,000 cases per day in the U.S. It's literally an inverse relationship. Singapore is a really good example. 85% of their entire population is vaccinated. They are now having the worst spread they ever had, straight up line, and it's the equivalent of 800 deaths per day in America. Now, we've had a lot worse than that, but 800 is already pretty high. Again, I'm calibrating on American per capita just so you can get an idea. That's really bad news for Singapore. We're starting to see these Far East countries where literally they went and told the vaccine, nobody died. I would say nobody, very few people died in these countries. And the and the thought was it's, it's they're they're very healthy, they their you know their longevity is, is very high in Korea and, and Taiwan and, and Japan, Singapore, these type of places. And you know, maybe they had some sort of partial cross-immunity from coronaviruses. There were different theories. But no matter what, they weren't getting any of the waves. They were getting waves, but nobody was being seriously ill from it. And then it was only after the vaccines that it got worse. And that is straight up antibody-dependent disease enhancement. We know we have a leaky vaccine. We know we have a narrow-spectrum vaccine. We know it no longer works. All the literature tells us that that is the quintessential candidate for ADE, it's a double-edged sword. That the virus gobbles up the half-assed antibodies and makes it worse than ever before. That's pretty bad for Singapore. Because remember, yeah, it's not as bad as the peak of America, but it never will be as bad if you adjust, If you would, and I'm not smart enough to do the math on this, but if you would do a sensitivity adjustment... For the health status and comorbidities and risk factors, remember Singapore is the opposite of, of, of America. I mean, those people are thin, disciplined, eat right, healthy, they live longer. You know, all the risk factors we have he- here are much lower, they're at the other end of the spectrum. So, to have the equivalent of what would be 800 deaths per day in America, that's pretty bad. And remember, all these countries, nearly every adult, and certainly the older adults, are all vaccinated. This is the thing, even in America, they're always like these unvaccinated people. What are you talking about? Everyone I know, even in my extended family, they're all conservative. They're, they all got the shots. Now, most of them aren't getting the third one. They've woken up to it, but they got what they want out of fear, out of naivety, out of coercion in many cases. They got what they wanted, Start owning the consequences. This is on your watch. We never had our day in the sun. We never had our model of early treatment and prophylaxis. Do you know what came out today? A study that Regeneron, the monoclonal antibodies, not only does it work early, but it actually, if you would preemptively give someone an infusion, it gives them eight months of protection. Okay? And it doesn't come with the debilitating risks of the shots. And it could very well be. It's not just a risk. It could be 100% long-term destruction of your immune system. Why aren't we pushing that? Because it's not about saving lives. It's the opposite. So this is what you have in Singapore. Vermont. Vermont has the highest... Vaccination rate in America, and it has the highest case per capita rate currently in America. What's up with that? What's up with that? Then you have Australia. Some of you might have seen this. There were two, um, I don't have the clip here to play. I'm sorry about that. But there were two news stories, mainstream news uh, networks. Um, where they're admitting, A, the hospitals are full and they're reaching a crisis point, but it's not so much COVID. And then the ambulance services are having problems. They're telling people, like, unless you really need it, don't call an ambulance. What is that? What What, what is that? So you, you know what's cute? What's happening in some of these news stories is, their, their back is up against the wall, and they're caught red-handed. So they have a choice to blame it on the lockdowns or the shots. At this point, the shots are the bigger deal. That, that's the new hotness. They're kind of beyond lockdowns. So, that, so now it's kosher to blame it on the lockdowns. It's, oh, well, it's because the lockdowns, and people weren't getting care. Oh, well, that's, that's funny. So you don't take responsibility for doing that, but you'll blame it on that. No, the reality is we know what's going on. We know it's the clot shots. You look at Ireland... We've talked about this. This is insane. This is from Sky News. Ireland's county, Waterford, has one of the highest vaccination rates in the world. So why are cases surging? 99.5% of adults over 18 in Waterford are double-jabbed. We've we've talked about this before. According to the Health Protection Surveillance Center, the county now tops the National Infection League table with a 14-day incidence rate of 1,294 per 100,000. They're, you have these companies saying, you're you're affecting people if you don't get the shot yourself. What are you talking about? The more they get the shot, the more they spread it. There's an inverse relationship now. The Harvard study already months ago recognized a weak inverse relationship, but that was before it fully leaked. Now that it fully leaked, it's, it's, it's a strong relationship, strong correlation. They talk about this guy that spent 66 days in the hospital, two stints on a ventilator. He was fully vaccinated. Now he suffers long haul COVID. They won't give him any of the treatments that work for Ivermectin works so well for long haul COVID. The best for that more than anything else. They have no answers for these people. And they're like, well, it's still stopping illness and death. What are you talking about? No, it's not. The hospitals in Waterford are worse than they've ever been with 99.5% vaccinated. Now, to be fair, some of it is vaccine injury. It's not COVID. but Some of it is COVID too. It has come full circle as Bosch and all these people predicted. We're left with nothing but a debilitated immune system. And no protection from COVID. And again, I know so many people in my life. They've gotten three shots. They've been locked down for 19 months. They're still scared to go around people because they know deep down they don't work. We have no answers for those people. If they would just take ivermectin twice a week, I'm not saying you'll never get like test positive for the virus, but they wouldn't get seriously ill. This is where we are. It's unbelievable. But folks, it's worse than that. It's worse than that. We're now at the point where It doesn't work at all. Okay? Remember, all these studies on a few months of efficacy for critical illness, that ship has sailed. At this point going forward, they're mandating something that it's changed already. You might have heard, you have all these heavily vaccinated continental European countries that are getting hit very hard. So we heard about Israel, England, then Spain, then U.S., now it's continental. You're, uh, you're, I mean, Spain is part of the continent, but you know what I mean, like Central, uh, um, Germany, Czech Republic, Austria, Slovakia, um, particularly getting it bad, Croatia, uh, Ukraine, and most of the, not all of them, but most of the aforementioned countries, very high vaccination rates. And what's even more important is that those countries, we talked about this before because Pfizer was ripping them off, so they held out, but then they had to relent. So their, their take up on the vaccine was very slow. So they they all got vaccinated, but late. So they're three to five months behind America and the UK. So they should be having better protection, right? No, they're crushed. Here's a dirty little secret. German and Czech researchers put out a study and they believe Delta is gone in Europe. So as much as the shot wasn't working for that, there's something else that completely escapes the shot so this whole debate is moot it's not going to work headed forward this is what's going to percolate in the world remember B117 that was the kent british variant so this is a sublineage of that it's a mutation of the nucleoprotein G204P an open reading frame 8K68 stop okay that's that's what it's called So it's a mutation of the Alpha variant, the Kent variant. And they believe that that is predominating throughout Czech, Austria, and Slovakia. And they're experiencing in some of these areas um, a really bad spread. The German and Czech scientists discovered in their analysis that the variant is likely evasive to current vaccines, Slovakia, Croatia, Slovenia, and Ukraine faced the highest number of SARS-CoV-2 infections since the beginning of the pandemic. Alarmingly, Dr. Ye, Yi um, and team further declared that based on a series of analysis during the study, this particularly mut- particular mutant variant of Alpha is 3.2-fold less sensitive to the vaccine-elicited antibodies as compared to the other B117 variants tested, included indicating potential for immune evasion. So this whole thing is moot. We are killing people's immune system. We're, we're loading up their blood and heart with God knows what we're doing for nothing. Nothing. All a lie. It doesn't work. So all the people that didn't already get the virus are screwed. And they're blocking treatment. And what is it that we're doing to them? Swedish... This is from uh, Trial Site News. Swedish... Researchers found in a laboratory study using in vitro cell lines that SARS-CoV-2 spike protein significantly inhibits DNA damage repair, meaning it stops your DNA from repairing, necessary for the adaptive immunity for recovering from severe cases of the illness. So you think someone, so you have all these people that suffered severe COVID, then they stupidly get the shot. And it actually will prevent their healing. This occurs as the spike protein associated with the novel coronavirus localizes in the nucleus and inhibits DNA damage repair by impeding key DNA repair protein BRCA1 and 53BP1 recruitment to the damage site. The Sweden based research team suggests that the full length spike based vaccines may inhibit the recombination of VDJ in B cells. First, Hui Jang and Ya Fang Mei. Right, that another study backs that premise that a full Lang spike based vaccine induced lower antibody titers compared to the RBD based vaccines. So you get lower titers, and then it, it, it damages your repair. The, the, And and obviously, they propose a different approach with the COVID-19 vaccine, suggesting, quote, that the use of antigenic epitopes of the spike as a SARS-CoV-2 vaccine might be safer and more efficacious than full-length spike. Well, that's a little bit too late. We got it into half the world's population already and the overwhelming majority of adults in all Western countries. It's kind of too late. Kind of too late. Okay? Oh, well. Again, theirs alone. And theirs, there's almost no reporting. Almost 857,000 adverse events, 131,000 serious injuries, and now over 18,000 serious injuries. According to the European equivalent, um, Udrov Vigilance, the EU reporting system. As of October 30th, 2.7 million adverse reactions, including 29,183 29, deaths. Now remember, that which we say in life, in economy and finance, that the more you tax something, the less you get of it, and the more you subsidize something, the more you incentivize it, the more you get of it. It's not just true in money. It's true of all aspects of life and policy. So we have made such a disincentive against reporting and an incentive again, you know, for, for making the vaccines as pristine as possible. Nobody I know in my circle of people and anyone they know, none of their adverse events, serious or light, were reported into theirs. Okay? And it's very clunky. Despite what they say, it's very hard. And often people will fill it out for an hour and then it's like you get an error and you lose your entire thing and you have to start over again. It's horrible what's going on. So this is all built on a lie. There is so much going on. So much going on that's not being reported. I can't even get to all the all the news today. And then, folks, they're not done yet. Just know, if this goes away tomorrow... <clears throat> First of all, they're going to go on to the flu. By the way, the flu is coming back in Florida, which is actually good news because exact we believe they've reached about 70% seroprevalence there. That's exactly the point in India and Nepal, because it was over with there, the flu came back. And that means the viral, first of all, that shows you that it's not the stupid mask that got rid of the flu because it didn't get rid of COVID. It's a viral interference. So, you know, it's a seesaw. But you know what? We're not used to having the flu now. Guess what? they're going to make that the new hotness to control our lives. Oh my gosh, kids are getting sick from the flu. Oh, we never realized that. But then folks, there's other diseases. There's other diseases. They're working on this. They, know, they learned to pick our lock and they've learned that even half of conservatives will go along with it. That's what's so scary about this. They're going to go along with this. There's, there's gain of function reach, research right now on, on Marburg's disease, Ebola, Nipah, it's N I P A H, H2N5. Let's talk about Nipah virus. So, a guy, Penn's journalist, so that's P E Z N T journalist on Twitter, he has a must read thread for those of you who haven't seen this Eco Health Alliance, right? That's the company from Peter Jurassic that's at the center of the gain-of-function research that likely created this virus through uh, University of Chapel Hill um, UNC Chapel Hill Health Alliance has been studying the Nipah virus which kills around 70% of people at effects, so more than Ebola and was given 1.1 million in funding from the NIH to study its dynamics and genetics, Fauci, Gates, and the World Economic Forum connection as well um, this is a huge, huge problem. Don't think that COVID was the only iron in the fire that they had. Eco Health Alliance is the group under fire, right, as you well know. Um, and they have it, the serial number. They have the grant that they were given. It's right there in plain sight on um, on the PNAS website. Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences in the United States of America. Nipah virus dynamics and bats and implications for spillover in humans. Um, Fauci edited this PNAS PNAS article from September 2020. Nipah virus dynamics and bats. Notice how obsessed they are with this. CEPI is a vaccine NGO founded by the World Economic Forum, Gates Foundation in India, where Nipah has been most prevalent. They put out an article just a few days ago about the Nipah virus not having a vaccine and the need to get one. Gavi, which is the big international group funded by the Gates Foundation, wrote an article on Nipah virus September 15th, warning, quote, with COVID-19 still ongoing, viruses like Nipah are nipping at its heels and the potential next pandemic threat. Think about that. WHO has listed NIPA in its R& D blueprint as one of the 10 highest priority pathogens for the development of medical countermeasures uh, due to its potential to cause an outbreak. Peter Drazik, again, is the guy behind all of this. This is really, really scary, folks. This is not funny. This is not funny. This is a big, big problem. They're not going to let this go, which is why we cannot let this issue go. It's not enough to do one or two things. You have to uproot every aspect, root, and branch of COVID fascism and healthcare freedom. We need the treatment stuff. We need to preemptively, we need to make ivermectin. And and uh, hydroxy over the counter. We need to make sure for the future we get stuff into people's hands because this is they're gonna release more stuff on us. Why wouldn't they? People fell for this so easily without a fight. And folks, I just want to end with this note. Um, just how dangerous this this is. It's it's, it's just scary. Truly, truly scary. There's a Chinese research out there. It's in Cell Discovery, is the publication. <clears throat> Chinese researchers, they found results indicated that vaccination, in addition to stimulating the generation of neutralizing antibodies, also influence various health indicators, including those related to diabetes, renal dysfunction, cholesterol metabolism, coagulation problems, electrolyte imbalance, in a way as if the volunteers experienced an infection think about that as we've been saying from day one the shot looks an awful lot like the pathogen but but again folks it's worse than that because you know the 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 virus comes in externally so at least you have your god-given system to try to fight it and most people does fight it off here it gets behind your machinery and takes it over, you know. As Peter McCullough has explained, in, in 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 you know a way only someone like he could, how the myocarditis generated by the vaccine is much worse um, than the myocarditis of the of the of the vac- of the virus, and this is why we're seeing they're all saying that with the blood clotting, the typical heparin and Coumadin, the things that we use to break up blood clotting, doesn't seem to work. But anyway, they go on. SCRNA sequ- sequence of PBMCs from volunteers before and after vaccination revealed dramatic changes in immune cell gene expression, not only echoing some of the clinical laboratory measures, but also suggestive of increased NFKB related inflammatory responses. Think of the cytokine storm, which turned out to be mainly taking place in classical monocytes. Vaccination also increased classical monocyte site contents. That's not good for a cytokine storm. Moreover, the gene set positively contributing to MVS scores, also known to be associated with severe symptom development, was highly expressed in monocytes. Type one interferon. Okay, um, uh, Ryan Cole explained this a lot. How that really is, aside from the ACE two binding, what makes this virus so so potentially deadly? Type 1 interferon responses, supposedly beneficial against COVID-19, were down-regulated. Down-regulated after vaccination. The key interferon responses that you need were down-regulated. Think about what that does, not just for COVID. It's going to make you more vulnerable to COVID, but think about what that does for a host of other pathogens. In addition, the negative MVS genes were highly expressed in lymphocytes, TB, and NK cells, yet showed reduced expression after vaccination. TB, NK cells, these are, I mean, that's your, that's your, those are your navy seals of your immune system. Reduced expression after vaccination. Together, these data suggested that after, after vaccination, at least by day 28, Other than generation neutralizing antibodies, people's immune systems included those of lymphocytes and monocytes were perhaps in a more vulnerable state. Our study postulates that it is imperative to consider the potential long-term impact of vaccination to certain medical conditions or to general human health. That's one way of putting it. Notice that it targets every, I mean, again, this is not a botched vaccination over the course, you know, oh, it was put out, you know, hastily after eight months no this is a an amazing technology I mean you could not have targeted the right things the way they did your interferon response generating more inflammatory um uh capabilities in your monocytes going after your TMB cells and by the way you know until now the studies have shown you're vulnerable for two weeks this shows up to day 28 and they didn't study beyond that What is that going to do for cancers? What is that going to do for autoimmune diseases? What's that going to do for just, you know, typical pathogens, even the flu? If I wouldn't know better, I would think they wanted something to nuke your immune system. So now they could just create more pathogens to scare you, lock you down, mask you, control you, shoot you up. And in general, just reset every policy and public policy known to man. We have got to get the word out. This is worse than even I am expressing it. We need to get the state legislatures to meet immediately. And again, importantly, we all need to take our own health into our hands. If you got the shot or didn't get the shot, you need to boost your immune system. Again, take your vitamin D and K2 together, boost your C levels, your zinc, um, and make sure you get um, ivermectin and nitazoxinide on hand. By the way, nitazoxinide seems to work against the flu, RSV, um, coronavirus colds. So good thing to have on hand. Um, You know, We've gotten thousands of orders into people's houses. You could still go to sevencells.com. It's S-E-V-E-N-C-E-L-L-S.com, promo code Daniel. You could use the promo code twice. So if you want to use it once for an ivermectin order, once for an etosoxynide order, I would, I would advise you make yourself as independent from the system as possible. This is not going away, okay? Why would it go away if they were so successful and getting even conservatives on board with this stuff. Why would they walk away from it? So I hope today I gave you a little bit of a sense of the latest information that's out there on what the shots are doing, where the virus is headed. It is literally to the point where the shot is now where we speak all pain and no gain. Send this to 50 of your friends, relatives, and co-workers to the extent you still have them and weren't fired um give us a five-star rating on itunes we are just beginning the week we'll have some good guests on as well later in the week till tomorrow god bless you all and thank you for listening